Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Standing up for the little guy for the greater good. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Well, we have some uh, tweets at the Roy Green Show and uh, potential names for Justin Trudeau's tour across Canada to meet the average people. And now that he spent time with all of these, well, not all of these, but many of the celebrity names around the world, the Pretending to Care Tour was one on Twitter. Another one was the Farewell Tour. And then there's the Downfall Tour. I don't think Mr. Trudeau's helping himself. Now, what about this horrific case in Chicago? Is it a race crime? Did they target the four young black individuals? Did they target the young white individual? F white people is what they were saying and shouting and forcing him to say as they tortured him. And are we that angry at each other that they're, you know, we've talked about these issues and we'll continue to talk about the issues that divide us. Our politicians continually tell us, just celebrate all the diversity, fine, but we have to also come to an understanding about the issues that divide people. You can't just, you can't just serve up the dressing on the cake. You have to talk about the entire situation, the entire story. If you have to remind people to celebrate diversity, you're doing that because there are some concerns that it may not be being done. And what would the appropriate crime be, or at least the appropriate punishment be, for these four individuals in Chicago? 800-263-2428. Green Show Chorus Radio Network. And we have Dino in Toronto. Hey, Dino. Thanks for the call, sir. Happy New Year. Nice talking to you. I listen to you every Saturday. Uh, Thank you. uh, I just had a call in on this. This this really touches home with me. I'll make a long story short. I had a very, very nice father when I was a little kid. His only son, he used to always say, look, boys, always think, if you want to do something bad to somebody, always think, would you like it done to you and don't do it to them? He was so kind, I'll tell you for a reason. He'd give you the shirt off his back. Anyway, he worked hard. He came from Italy, and I was born here. He came here when he was 15 years old. Never stole a penny in his life. He'd give you the shirt off his back. Anyway... He used to work hard. He took a job driving a taxi cab, and he took the night shift from 12 to 8 in the morning. And this was the, the year last year they had hanging in Toronto, I think 1959. Anyway, he picked this, this nutcase up, whoever he was, a jerk, at Union Station at about 1.30 in the morning, one week before Christmas, around this time, there's bringing back memories. And uh, the guy got in his car with a shopping bag. It looked like toys for kids. It was a 12-gauge shotgun in there. And he, my poor father, he says, drive me to St. Clarence Avenue. My, drove, my dad drove through a snowstorm. When he turned up the street towards St. Clarence Avenue, he pulled a shotgun out. He said, stop the car. My dad stopped the car, did what he said, give me your money. My dad had, what, maybe 28 bucks or something. He just started a shift. Gave him the money. Then he says, get out of the car. Made him get out. He made him start walking about 10 feet and shot him in the back with a shotgun. Oh, my. Now, my father had the worst death you could ever let. Oh, the, mort- the mortician those days, I guess, Roy, you remember Morty Shulman? 
Um, the show was filed. He was yeah, the, the name. Yeah, he was the mortician yeah. in Toronto those days. Yeah, and he had a TV show. That's another story. Anyway, <clears throat> the mortician. When I was in court. I'm 19. I had to identify him in the morgue. That, I wouldn't wish this upon any 19 year old kid. I dream about it sometime. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm sure. The detectives and cops were so nice to me. They took me in the morgue and they said, "Listen, son, your mother has fainted." They knocked at the door at three in the morning. Says your husband's just been murdered. Now my mother said I can accept death, but. Uh, you know, peaceful death in a warm bed, not at the age of 46, in the snowbank, lying there, de- oh. bleeding slowly, 45 minutes bleeding. So in the, in the, the morgue, uh, the detectives, they take a deep breath, son. They give me a hot chocolate, and I took a deep breath. I was shaking, man. I was shaking. So they pulled the, the thing off. I seen my poor father lying there with one hand on his face, like in pain. Like he was dead. He was frozen to death. And anyway, make this long story short, I could tell you a lot about... Uh, <clears throat> They, the, the judge in court said to him, why did you shoot this cab driver? He, I heard lots of bunnies. He was a nice man. And the guy says, well, I had the gun on him. I figured I might as well. This was a guy from Montreal, 42 years old. His name was Nicholas Rabalkin. And he said he, said he did it just because he had the gun. He might as well. That's exactly what he said. And you know what the judge did, Roy? He slammed down the gun. The, the judge must have been in his 90s. He was a good, nice old guy with silver hair. Right. He said, you know, I've been a judge for 48 years, he says. I've never heard such a stupid remark. And he says, I heard about this gentleman you shot and killed viciously. I heard he was such a gentleman. Anyway, he, he, once, he sends him to hang. Then they change it to life, and I'm getting to the end of the story. Now, my dad, I had my first car. My dad, bless his soul, helped me buy. He gave me a couple of to buy a car. So I was driving the car, and I heard them know that they changed it to life in prison. Then and they let him out in five years, called parole. Now, I was on the radio the, about a year ago, and... Uh, the guy on the radio says to me, Roy, he said, you know, you're right. The person that murders somebody, they, they eat in jail, you feed them, they get out in two or three years, five years, they live their life. The poor person, whoever it is, is in his grave. He hasn't got a chance for parole. Yeah. Now, that's a bunch of crap. And you remember Pierre Burton? Yes, I do. I actually met okay. Pierre Burton. Now, yeah. I used to respect him. I was a little kid. I, I played good accordion because my dad, I'm a musician, by the way. I played very good accordion because thanks to my great father, he made me practice every day. I remember one day he said to me, why do you get a long face? I said, gee, Dad, you make me practice every day, and I want to be, a, I want to be like Gordie Howe when I grow up. My hey, Dino. Says, my dad says, listen, hey, Dino. Never be another Gordie Howe it won't be you. Anyway, and I, and I said, you know, he says, someday when I'm gone, if you're playing, which I do, I play in an Italian restaurant right. and with an opera singer, and people compliment. They say, gee, you, you play great music. Dino, Dino your, dad, your dad's your hero, right? My dad which? Your dad is your hero. He's my hero, and your people. My dad says, "You remember, uh, I, I made you practice." So when people say you good, you know, I still think of my dad to this day. I said, "Gee, thanks, Dad." Dino, I want you to send me an email. Okay, I'm, I'm not up on an email, but I can get probably. I know somebody's got a machine. Okay, get him to send me an email. I want to be in touch with you. I lost my dad at a very young age too. He did not not through violence. He just. Yeah. He died of a heart attack when I'm I was sure twelve. But now, but I, I get it because he was my he was my hero too. Dino, that's a horrible thing to carry with you for life, and to have that that guy uh, say that he did it, he might as well. And then he got he got he got, he got let out after five I years. I don't I don't understand. Yeah. People from Texas say they have electric chair. They they, yeah. they say do you want to meet Jesus? Yes, yeah. you'll meet him in two minutes, and they turn the switch. Get somebody to help you. Send me an email, and I'll get back to you. I'll call you. Okay. Oh, okay. Thanks. All right, Dino. Thanks. All the best, sir. That's a horrible thing to carry with you through life. And then an individual in court, well, I had the gun, I might as well. A couple of 20-odd bucks. 
there's always been, uh, and there'll always be a, a, a gratuitously violent element in our society. Nick is in Calgary. How are you, Nick? Good. Happy that, New Year, that, sir. That last story is typical of what I was going to mention about our justice system. Uh, when the, the death penalty was removed, that was the biggest one of them. You're a former justice of the peace, I take it, I see. Yes, I, yes, I am. So when you, when, you, when you hear this story out of Chicago... It, just, that, it makes me sick that those judges would, or the people, the system would allow somebody that murdered somebody to uh, be out on parole. Yeah, I now, now, I'm, television. no, I agree. I, but the Chicago story with the four individuals yes. who abducted the 18-year-old and tortured him and turned it quite and put it and put it put it on Facebook, live streamed it on Facebook. Um, what do you what do you think would be an appropriate response from the justice system? What 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 has to happen to them to send a message? Because well, because the wrong a, message can be sent too, you know. If we had a justice system, those well, four people would be behind bars, or they would be hung up. How long would you imprison them for? You've got your radio on, sir. You have to turn off your radio when you call us, Nick. For life. Okay. Thank you for the call. You have to turn off your radios when you call us because we have a delay and we'll come back at you 10 seconds later and it'll be confusing for you to hear. Uh, Bill is in Whitby, Ontario. Hey, Bill, how are you, sir? Thanks for the call. Happy New Year. Well, happy New Year to you. Uh, Roy, first of all, I am the parent of a child with an intellectual disability. So this one struck home. And I, and I think this was the, ba- the very foundation of this whole thing. They, they seized upon someone, took advantage of them, of someone who, as your previous guest said, who was marginalized who could not defend themselves. But the, the, the thing I want to go to now is, I, I'm watching CNN the other night, uh, and I'm watching some of the pundits who during the campaign were ridiculing Trump for racism and all this. But when it came time, after they watched the evidence of this, they were humming and hawing. It's, it's their background. It's their upbringing. It's their home life. And then the very next night, Don Lemon, who was the host the night before, and some of those same guests, suddenly now they're coming around saying, well, I guess it was hate crimes and all this. And this is why I think people like this get emboldened. We have to call a spade a spade sometimes. And this is the way life is. Yes, it was hateful. It was discriminatory in the state of their color, their ability, and all types of other things. You know, and, and we have to call things as they are because you've got that Dylan Roof in, in Charleston, South Carolina, who has still not, still not uh, find, found anything wrong with what he did. He, he, he went to court with, with racist symbols uh, scrawled on his shoes, apparently. Absolutely. We spend far too much time in life. So here's the question. I have to ask a quick question. Sure. Are we devolving as a society into um, into the kind of mosaic where people will attack one another simply because they're not the same as, you know, you're not like me, I'm not like you, therefore you're bad and I'm good. Uh, have we devolved into that or have we always been that way, but we've been able to put a more... more uh, accepting veneer on 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 the picture. Which one is it? Which one is it? I think it's. I think the latter, Roy. I, mean, I think what I think just happens is, is with social media today, people who have of a certain stripe can live in a in a vacuum in a world where they can on the internet where they can just live their lives whatever they where they want to, and they don't have to encounter other people. Yeah. And also, the fact is is that we excuse. 
misuse behavior like this. My friend, I'm going to have to run, but you know, you, social media, the fact that they went to social media, Bill, the fact that they, that they used social media to, 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 to live stream what they were doing speaks volumes. Roy, Roy, Roy can I say one last thing? Supposedly yeah. one of the girls, who was one of the two girls, yeah. was upset because they weren't getting enough likes. Really? But That's I didn't see. That I didn't see. Wow. Anyway, Roy, have a good one. Thank you for the call, Bill. Thank you very much. It's a green show on the Chorus Radio Network. Now, when we come back, we're going to speak with uh, Ross McLean, former Toronto police officer, security expert internationally now. And there are people who are increasingly concerned about, or concerned and a little nervous when they're in public and confined spaces and worry about possibly something happening. What can you do to sort of protect yourself, just, just to be aware, better aware? We'll, we'll ask Ross about that. Stay with us.